0: Welcome to Gaining to Give, the podcast where money meets meaning. I'm Josh Roche, wealth advisor, founder of the Roche Group, and your host. Every week we'll dive into practical tips, stories, and strategies that I hope help add purpose to your finances. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: Welcome to Gaining to Give. My name is Paige and this is Josh. Hello. And today we're excited to be talking to you about something that I think we all should be doing, but maybe none of us know quite as much about as we probably should, which is retirement investing. Josh, what are you talking about today?
0: Yeah, super exciting. This is something that sort of gets overlooked. I think we all want to deny the fact that we have to save for something that's coming so far in the future. I mean, you and I, 20s, 30s, gosh, you got a lot of time before retirement, but it is also also something that's becoming an earlier topic. Yeah. With this FIRE movement, I'm sure you you've heard about that financial financial independence retire early. I mean, I really think that younger generations like ours are thinking about how we redefine retirement. Doesn't have to be something we wait till our 60s and 70s for. It could start much earlier and so thus we need to start thinking about it
1: much earlier too. Mm, that's a really good point. I think a lot of times, don't likes to think about retirement because I would much rather think about the vacation that I'm saving for oh, or yeah. the house, like all the fun things that are a lot more tangible yep. and not push off. But I think you bring up a good point of the benefits of thinking about it early are you can actually probably do it a lot earlier into yes. that life a lot earlier. We so.
0: have this tendency to push it off. But yes, the quicker you are to think about this is important, the less you have to commit to that purpose. You know, if you're playing catch up 10 years later you've got to commit a whole lot more dollars to accomplish the same result than you would have 10 years ago.
1: Mm, that's a really good point. Okay. So one of the most common things that gets thrown around when talking about a retirement investing is a 401k. So what is a 401k? Can you just kind of explain that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk um, mainly on a 401k, but it's good to remember that with retirement investing, it includes a variety of different vehicles and strategies and Every person is going to carry some unique situations. So this, the goal of this episode is not necessarily to give you a clear-cut strategy of here's what everyone should do, but rather just give you some tips, some resources, some thoughts around a 401k, knowing that is just one of many tools you can use specifically towards your retirement goal. So you know, 401k has actually not been around that long, less than 50 years. I think it's about 45 years, late 70s when the 401k actually came out. Prior to that time, a lot of employers, even private employers, offered pensions where you worked long enough, you became vested in a pension, and kind of like Social Security, they wrote you a nice check every month. Those have pretty much gone by the wayside, except for in government work. Those commonly still exist in a capacity, but Social Security is your form of income, and that's really about it. So the remainder of your income come retirement has to come from active planning that you do. And one of the greatest tools, one of the most commonly used tools to accomplish that is a 401k. And so a 401k, um, these could also be something like a 403b, a 457, a simple IRA, a SEP IRA are some common plan types, and they all carry slightly different, but they're going to be an employer-sponsored savings plan. So this is something that your employer offers, the the person that you're working for, the company that you're working for, may or may not have this. Many, many companies do offer some sort of savings plan or retirement investing plan like this. But in general, it's a way for you to be putting away money that's going to grow in a tax-advantaged format. And we'll talk about more about what that means. But that's the simple terms of what a 401k, 403b, 457 entail.
1: So one of the things that you talked about with a 401k is that as an employer-sponsored, and so another thing about a 401k is there's a lot of times an employer match. Yes. So we can talk a little about that. Should you do that? Should you just take the money? Kind of what does that look like? What's the wise decision there?
0: Great. Yeah. I consider this quote unquote free money. You know, if I'm working for, the, for an employer and they have a match, that is something that I can take advantage of, but don't have to. And a lot of people do leave this on the table. And I think the... Most common reason that I've heard from clients or from friends or people I've talked to is just what's 3% going to do for me? What's the small amount really going to add up to? And yet, you know, if you expect to be working for the majority of your lifetime, let's say you start at age 20, you end at age 65, let's say your employer offers an average match, which today is around 3%. Let's say you're making 60000 and you never got a raise. You made 60000 your entire life, which a little unrealistic. You're probably going to make more than that over your lifetime. But simple numbers, stay with me. So for that 45 years, you got a 3% match and you invested that into your 401k and it earned you on average 8%, which is a reasonable rate of return. By the time that you go to stop working at age 65, that small little 3% contribution that you decided to part ways with or take advantage with, I should say, was worth $750,000. Now you think about it, in order to capture this match, most likely you have to have some skin in the game. With a match, what the employer does is they say, hey, if you'll put money in your 401k, we will also put money in your 401k. Every plan rule is a little bit different, so you need to get with your employer to best understand how your plan works. But usually it goes along something like, hey, for every percent you put in, we're going to match 50% of those contributions. So if you put in six, we're going to give you three. Or it might be something like you put in three and we give you three. Here at the Roche Group, we put in five and we're going to match five. And so, you know, going back to those numbers, at 3% match, accumulating over 750000 if you put in 3%, just between that 3% deduction that you got rid of of your paycheck, hardly noticeable when it comes into your bank, Just that plus the employer match would be over one and a half million dollars. So when it comes to what is that going to really do for me? Of course, the later you start, the less it becomes. But the earlier you begin just capturing this free money on the table, the better it is for you. So, you know, I I love this um, benefit that employers offer. I think it's so important to have a good, strong retirement plan offered through your work. That's why we do it here. And you should always be taking advantage of that as quickly as you can.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I know that there are some rules usually around a 401k, what you can do, what you can't do. And so could you kind of dive into a little bit of that? Because there are some kind of restrictions around it.
0: Sure. Yeah. We want to, by default, assume that every dollar we put into this retirement plan, we are not going to touch until we retire, until later in life. Right now, as the law stands, there are penalties that typically exist for any withdrawals taken before age 59 and a half. There's some certain provisions that get you around that. For example, qualified medical expenses or the purchase of a first-time home. So a first-time home buyer can actually tap into some of these things without penalty. There may still be taxes that apply. But just in default, as a general rule of thumb, I tell people when you're investing in a 401k, you want to sort of assume that this money is locked away for your future self, your retired self, your retired self sitting on a beach, thanking that younger self for having the discipline to put money away into this plan. And there are some other things that you need to think about. One, you can take a loan out of this 401k, sort of a loan from yourself. That provision typically exists in most retirement plans. Although you have to remember that not only do you have the interest, but you're also robbing yourself from that growth while you took a loan out. But there are ways that you can access your retirement plan. In general, the biggest thing that you need to know is that when we put this money away, it's not like saving in a bank account. If we access it early, typically we're going to owe taxes and a 10 to 25% penalty depending on the type of plan. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, that's not a small penalty. So you want to be pretty good about knowing you're okay parting ways with this money for quite a long time, mm-hmm. which can be hard
1: which yeah can't be hard especially when (laughs) we are like decided like wants all the things now and want to be able to have access to all of our stuff at all times but like you're saying there's such a benefit to putting that money away because while you can't really touch it until you retire it's also doing so much more that would be just sitting in your bank easily accessible
0: yes exactly and we got to remember that uh, going back to our budgeting podcast life is not um, compartmental where we just take one thing at a time you know Today, all my income is going to fund, and then ten years from now, all my income is going to retirement. I mean, it's a blend. I, I think of like the envelope strategy that my parents taught me when I was just a young kid. You know, you received some money, and I think this might have come from Dave Ramsey or somebody. But you know, you'd have envelopes, and part of it spend, part of it save, part of it give, and every time you got money, you kind of put it into each bucket. And again, the earlier you begin uh, towards this retirement thing, which we all need to consider the smaller it has to be. We don't have to be putting 20% of our income into this envelope. We can start with five or 10 or 15. And if you begin that early, that might be well more than enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I think too, whenever we're talking about retirement planning, it's important to think about perspective, which we've kind of hit mm-hmm. on a couple of times of how, you it's easy to not want to put money towards retirement especially yeah. like in your 20s and 30s because you're like okay like i would rather buy a house i would rather do all these different things everyone has different financial goals things they want to do like we talked about before me and you both really like trips yes and so putting money into a travel fund sounds a lot more fun than putting money to a retirement fund <laughs> right but because we'll just
0: work till we die exactly
1: you know? but then you kind of think about okay you have to think what kind of lifestyle do i want long like what do I want, for like, long-term, do I want to work my entire life? Like, what yes. does that look like? And so I think for someone like us who is really experience-driven, it's important to have, like the quality of life later on in your life as well and what you want that to look like, not just the right now.
0: So true. Yep.
1: So if you have decided to put money into 401k, your employer's going to match it, you decide to put money towards retirement, even though you can't see it and it's not a right now thing, what now?
0: Yeah. So now we've decided we're going to commit to this 401k. Our first paycheck has the deduction come out of it. We see it go into our 401k. And it's typically common that it will be held with big companies like Fidelity or Vanguard or American Funds. I mean, there's a lot of different 401k vendors that it could be going, but most of them have an online access where you can go in and see your balance and make changes to your contributions or investment allocations. And that's the biggest thing we need to be careful about where your money is going. I remember sitting down with a young family. This was very early when I got started in my career and I actually was meeting them at their house. And um, this lady was a veterinarian and there was a simple IRA plan that she was participating in. You know, So she had been putting contributions into this simple IRA for 12 years. And we got to review a statement together there sitting in their house and all of that money was going into a cash fund. And so for 12 years, her contributions had been going into this simple IRA. And in her opinion, and she thought, that's kind of where it stops. I just need to put money in my simple IRA and it's going to grow, right? That's what we need to do. Unfortunately, they didn't have a default investment option. And so although she thought it was growing towards her future, it was growing very slowly. You know, cash interest rates on average, maybe pay 1%, 2%. Today, they're much higher, but that's not going to always stay in that case. But In this specific example, I mean, over the last 12 years, she'd only made about 1% per year, which when you think about over a 12-year span is a significant opportunity cost that you didn't even realize was happening. I mean, she wasn't purposely staying in cash. And so that's why this next part is so important. Your 401k should be pretty hands-off, but you do need to make sure that it's going into an appropriate investment for you. Because if I'm really, really young and I'm okay with all the fluctuation that encounters, then I might want to be positioned pretty aggressively where I'm using some good growth stock funds. Whereas if I'm nearing retirement or nearing the time that I'm going to be accessing these funds, I probably don't want to take on the chance that I might open my 401k one month and it's down 35%, which could happen in growth stock funds. So I might be more conservative. And so being knowledgeable about what we're investing in is so, so important. The nice thing is it's consistently got easier to decide and not have to have advanced degrees to see how am I invested? What risk am I taking on? How much should I expect for return? One of the easiest ways that, or or one of the ways they've made it easier is through what's called a target date or a glide path fund. And, And most 401ks have these options now where when you're contributing, you can pick kind of an estimated retirement date. It's usually rounded by five years, so 2040, 2045, 2050. And as you move closer to that year, your investments get more conservative. That's not always the best way to invest. And so not everyone belongs in these glide path funds, but it is a very easy and reasonable way that you can start and keep things simple. As you get more advanced and you learn more about investing or you're working with a financial advisor, financial planner, they can help give you education on what options you have in your own employer plan. It's something we do a lot here, looking at our clients' existing plans and helping them understand what are the options that you have and where might you fit best. So it is a very personal decision, but the moral of the story is don't just stop at putting contributions in. You need to make sure that you're aware of how it's being invested and what to expect as a result of those investments. Otherwise, you might end up like this lady who for 12 years was expecting this was growing and growing and growing. And although it was growing, it was not growing near enough, not even beating out the rate of inflation.
1: Wow. Okay. So as we close, any final tips or piece of advice for someone that wants to um, just kind of jump in and start saving for your retirement.
0: Yeah, I think it is making sure that we are taking advantage of whatever's offered. Every employer is going to be slightly different. and Some employers may not offer a plan, but uh, I would say the vast majority do. And so it's accessible for you and you need to take advantage of it. Don't leave this on the table for only the the fact of what is it going to really amount to. Take advantage of it because like we talked about many times on this podcast already, and we'll talk about many times in the future, a little today can add up to a lot in the future. So I think it's getting started. I think it's making sure that we consistently contribute to this plan, that we're contributing dollars we're okay parting ways with for a long, long time, but also that you are aware of how it's being invested. It's not so much a set it and forget it, which we'll sort of talk about in the next episode, but it is taking an active role to make sure you're aware of how that money's being invested. Don't need to check this every day like you might on your bank account or your budget, but it is something that you need to be in tune with on a regular basis.
1: Mm, That's good. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us today for this episode. And then make sure to join us next week for part two of retirement investing. Have a great day.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. We sure appreciate you showing up and listening to this episode and supporting us in this journey. I'd also like to thank Mike Pfeiffer for his expertise in editing this podcast and getting it live. And lastly, don't forget,
1: the more you give, the more you gain.
0: See you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Gaining to Give podcast. As a reminder, there are some important disclosures in the description of this podcast for you to check out. Thanks for being here.